Hi, I'm Raina. And I'm Megan. Welcome to the Shh Don't Talk About It podcast, where we talk about all the things we need to say out loud, but think that we can't. We're going to talk about all the things. We're going to shed light on them. We're going to embrace them. And we're going to fucking love them. So join us on this journey as we get rid of shame and start talking about it. Welcome back to the Shh, Don't Talk About It podcast. This is Raina, and Megan and I are in the midst of doing our summer remix series, and this week was my choice. I chose an episode from season two way back in 2021 with the beautiful, intelligent Ambrosia Carey, who is also one of my dearest friends um, and one of the best hairstylists in the world. The episode is called Power, and she came on the show to talk about her story, and her empowerment journey that she had for herself. And it's so inspiring, so motivating. And this is exactly why I chose it for this week, because I need some of that in my life right now. So I thought I would reshare this amazing woman's story and her words of wisdom. Just to recap, um, telling a little bit of her story, she was a teen mom who worked her way up to being very successful in all areas of life. And she talks about that. She talks about what it takes to own multiple businesses, what it was like to raise a child, you know, when you're still pretty much a child yourself trying to figure out the world. And she talks about sharing that with others and finding her purpose. She's very transparent on what it takes to be um, an entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur in this society today. I think we touch on a lot of things in this episode that are timeless. And if you heard it in the past, I think you'll pick up on some other things in here that you may resonate with now. You know, that was two years ago. And since then, she's continued to do amazing things. She has her own podcast called Successful Stylist Academy. And she also is teaching, educating, um, as well as still doing hair, still traveling the world, in love, married, all the things, just overall very successful, but continues to manifest her dreams. And it's just been a beautiful thing to witness. So anyway, Megan and I are Again, taking a little bit of a break this summer, but we will still be reissuing some episodes. You can still find us on the Patreon where we'll be doing some bonus content. And if you want, you can give us a call. If you want us to share your story, our number is 909-859-0559. And it's completely anonymous. Leave us a message. You know, just get something off of your chest. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Anyway, without further ado, here is Ambrosia Carey with Power. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6. Power. I've got the power! <laughs> what do we yes. do first? Uh, before we get into anything, we are... 
crack them. Crack, crack the claws. claws, baby. Cheers. 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 And this is like truly something to crack a claw and celebrate uh, yes. because today's episode is so fucking inspiring. It is so inspiring, and so motivating, so powerful. Powerful indeed. So this week we talked with Ambrosia Carey, uh, one of Raina's longtime friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And amazing woman. God, she is so amazing. And I, what we we talked with her about a bunch of things, but really boils down to what it takes to bring success and abundance into your life mm-hmm. and what it is actually like to be a successful entrepreneur yes yeah yes success in all different ways so not just money not just wealth but um success and happiness joy finding your purpose um and living your purpose and fucking going beyond all of those limiting beliefs that you may have ambrosia just fucking goes off about those limiting beliefs she has quite the story, and we are so excited to to have her on our show. Yes. Um, and she's an amazing hairstylist, among an, other amazing things. She's a very talented woman, has a lot of things going on, um, and I've just learned so much from her, you know? I know I've known her forever, but it's just so refreshing to have. I just loved it, too, because on this podcast, we talk about really hard things. Obviously, that's important, mm-hmm. but like... When we were interviewing her, I found myself just thinking so much about how we don't talk about what it takes to bring success and abundance into your life very much. We don't talk about what's behind it. All you ever see is like the image. Right. Which it, she talks about it like, that shit's fucking fake. Yeah. Um, here's what it's really like. And I was like, yeah, fuck. Like, we don't talk enough about yeah. what it takes to be successful in that way. Or do, or do we celebrate it? Yeah. You know, when another woman is successful, um, when she's beautiful and successful. Yeah, oh, my really God. Like, how dare she? You know, <laughs> but I mean, it's, the rest of us. <laughs> but I mean, it's true. Like, we need to start working on you know, celebrating the, these types of accomplishments, these types of women, um, because you may think that, you know, she hears it or, you know, we hear it, but we don't fucking hear it, you know? (laughs) So we would like people, if you have, you know, if you want to give some shout outs, some love, like just fucking show it. Um, and that's what we're here for. We're showing the love to Ambrosia. Um, and she's showing the love to us. So um, enjoy. You're in for an inspirational 50 minutes and let us know what you get from it. Let us know what you take away because, yeah, I just I felt very inspired after hearing her her story and her thoughts. We love you, Ambrosia. Thank you, Ambrosia. And thanks to all of you. Enjoy. Here's Ambrosia. Thanks for having me, guys. So happy to be here. So happy to hang out with you. We're so excited. So So um, this is a really fun conversation that we're getting ready to have. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm super excited about it, Um, partially because I'll get to just like witness your and Reyna's friendship um, through the episode because you two have known each other like... I don't even know how many years. Or... 
I was trying to think about that. So, um, yeah, Ambrosia and I have known each other. You were friends with my older sister, I think, in high school, right? Or junior high? Junior high, yeah. Like Junior high. Yeah, we go back to being kids. Like, we were, I know we were in choir together. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> my sister sang? No, you and I were in choir together. Remember? Oh, we were? Oh. <laughs> Raina. <laughs> junior high very much our high school um dollar boy no okay yes now now i'm starting to, it's coming back to me now mr keen yes <laughs> so we've known each other for a very long time because i mean i'll just say i'm 40 because we all know that um so it's been like 25 years 30 years shit i don't know wow. i don't I can't do the math a anyway. lot of years is what it's been. That's years. about. that's all we need to know a lot of years i know too many years um but um i'm excited to have you on the show today because i think your story is just amazing and incredible and inspiring and motivating all of the things that empower us women you know um so that's why I wanted you to come on today uh, to share with us your story. Thank you. <laughs> story of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Ambrosia, you are like by every possible measure incredibly successful today. Um, and we'd love to hear more about what you do and who you are today. And then have you like take us back to the where the story started because where you started from and where you are today, it's two very different places, right? Yeah, extremely different. I mean, I it's funny because, you know, I almost think that we get to live multiple lives in one life. It's like we're always kind of like manifesting if we allow ourselves to be. And no matter what, things are always changing regardless if we want them to or not. Um, you know how we say like, oh, they changed or whatever, but we're changing too, you know? So yeah. it's like, if we think of things that way, then we have the power to shift and make that change happen where it's going to be favorable to us. And like, I really do truly believe that we can manifest the lives that we want to have, but we have to have clear intention and direction and purpose with that. So today, um, I, I'm a salon owner of a salon called Oryx Salon in Portland, and uh, we have a staff of 13. Um, I've been doing hair for 22 years, so I've got a lot of experience behind me. Uh, it's one of those things that it it did evolve, and it was one of those things, too, where I wasn't sure if salon ownership was for me. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to be an owner. I think I had a limited a limited belief on whether or not I would be a good boss or if I was going to be a good leader or, you know, I, I think I had my own limited belief that kind of goes back to childhood, which we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, as that has moved and evolved and shifted and more people kind of started stepping forward and I just felt compelled or drawn to them. And I really wanted to help more people. And I, it just is one of those things that just completely transpires and it just kind of keeps happening. And the more you open your arms, the more you realize that your arms can keep widening more. Like you can just like welcome more people in. And so that's kind of how my second business started successful stylist Academy, where I help salon owners and hairstylists 
find their level of success because that's the other thing that happens in our lives through manifestation and changing our lives is that we all have a different measurement of what success means. And that also is not a goal. It's one of those things that can kind of shift and change and evolve too. You know, like I thought success was like, I wanted to be abundantly wealthy. I wanted lots of money. And then the more money I made, the more I was miserable. So then I realized that that wasn't what success meant to me. There's like studies that are out there that even say there's like some set amount of money where I think it might be like $80,000 a year where like be, be, beyond that happiness does not grow. Yeah. I mean, happiness is and success is how we want to define it. I, I feel like it's not in money either, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so no, I think that's amazing because a lot of people have limited beliefs. I'm one of them. I don't know one person that doesn't. Um, so that's why your story is just amazing to, to me and, um, to everyone that you probably come across because you're like, holy shit, wait, what? You were like, well, I won't share your story. You share your story. (laughs) We'll start, we'll start from where do you want to start? Where did this all start? This dream, this intention, of yeah. becoming a hairstylist. Well, so it's interesting because uh, when I was younger, I was, I mean, I was just like a wild child. I didn't know what I want. I was aimless, directionless. I um, was self-destructive. I hung out with people also that, you know, supported those self-destructive behaviors and mannerisms. Mm-hmm. And even though I felt like at the time I had good friends around me, um, they were not friends that like really pushed me or elevated me. And it was almost like frowned upon if you, you know, there wasn't a place where I felt like we were celebrating each other's victories. It was more like uh, we wanted to keep each other down in a way, (laughs) which sounds really sad, but I think sometimes those are just insecurities speaking out. And, uh, you know, some of it too could be my translation at the time that I, I felt about myself also. So that's something that I've kind of grown to understand as well. But, um, the summer that I was actually deciding that I'm going to move forward with my career. And I don't know what that looks like, but I do love art and I'm drawn to it and I know color really well. So I decided that I was going to move down to San Francisco and go to the conservatory, San Francisco and just go toward my art degree and just go from there, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that summer is when I found out that I was pregnant. Oh shit! Yeah, I know. So, um, I found out I was pregnant and I didn't know how I wanted to do like what I wanted to do with that because I really wanted to, you know, I, I wanted to go down the career path and mm-hmm. I didn't really consider myself like a natural born mother. <laughs> and if anybody knows me really well, they would probably say the same thing. But what's interesting is that the journey that took me from becoming a mother to the person that I am today, if I didn't have a child really young, then I know for a fact, I wouldn't be where I am today because of that. So, um, I was, I was 18 when I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was obviously I was young and I was scared and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, even the, the, my boyfriend at the time that I was with, when I found out I was pregnant, I actually broke up with him. Like I broke it off with him. Cause I was like, this is getting too serious and I'm moving away and I just can't 
you know, focus on this. I can't commit to this. Mm-hmm. And then that two weeks later is when I found I was pregnant. And so when I told my parents, um, I had one parent who was like trying to encourage me to like go through abortion, but the way that she, the way that she went about it, it turned me off so much that it became like a, I'll show you, I'll show you, you know? So it was like, a yeah. like, I'm going to show you how wrong you are. So if she would have had, if she were to have nourished me and just made me feel like empowered to make a decision and that I would be okay, no matter what, then it's hard to know if I would have made a different choice, but I had the mentality at the time that I was just like, you know what? I have two arms. I have two legs. I'm smart. I'm capable. I, there's no reason why I should not have this child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to move forward and, um, and then I had another parent on the other end who was like, he's super religious. He's a born again. And he was like, I will disown you if you don't, if you don't get married before you have that child. So like, I had like two two parents that was just like, get an abortion. Like you shouldn't be doing this. You, you know, like you're too young. You can't make any decisions. And then the other one's like, if you don't do this, then I don't want to do with you. Yeah. (laughs) So, so that right there was just kind of one of those, like, you know what? screw you guys. I'm just going to do this. And I, everything's going to be okay because I've made that decision. And sometimes it's crazy how, like in that split moment, no matter how you feel about yourself, no matter what your belief is, if someone challenges you in a way that you actually have to stick up for yourself, that's when you are finally freaking born. That's when you finally start making choices for yourself that man, that's when you start manifesting things. That's when you start like start conditioning yourself to make actions, to make you feel a way, a certain way. And that just leads to other actions and it leads to other beliefs. And it just ripples. It it causes like a ripple effect. And then that's where you get to let uh, success in. That's when you get to open your arms up to that feeling of abundance. So when I made the decision to have my son, I realized that, you know, obviously I was put on this planet to do bigger things and just be there for myself. I realized that, you know, I was responsible now for another person. And so having my son at a young age, it really conditioned me to be so focused and there wasn't time for all that other noise, you know, and it's like things just started falling by the wayside. Like you just start making really intentional decisions when you start doing stuff. So that is, first of all, that is crazy. I I don't know why I didn't realize you know, when you get older, you realize how young 18 is, you know, like, that's so young. And to, for you to, um, to start the journey way back then on being an intentional thinker and making intentional choices to set you up, like the way everything I feel like, um, well, I, I personally believe that everything is our future self kind of guiding us through this, through this life. Um, so that voice in your head when you're younger, you know, even me, when I was hanging around with like, you know, that type of crowd too. I always felt like a sense of like, like I could like being better or I could be better, you know, like, um, there's a voice in my head that like took me out of all that shit, you know, um, and guided me to become successful as well. But it's just crazy that you did that with also taking care of another little baby (laughs) with another human being. (laughs) 
but I think what happens is that you have such a limited amount of time that when you start taking that time, you, it's so precious now that you really want to be like super intentional with what you're doing with that time because I didn't have as much time. And the thing is, is that it didn't happen right away for me. I mean, I definitely like wallowed in my own self-misery that I created for myself, even though I, I brought this like beautiful life into this world. And he was such a, a joy. And, you know, I really, you know, he taught me to look through his lens too, and all these things that were happening, but I still, I found myself feeling really lost in myself. I found myself like really hating myself and uh, feeling resentment toward my mom, feeling resentment toward my friends for not coming around and visiting me. And, um, you know, I, I carried a lot of anger with me for a while, but it started to release for me when, uh, you know, my son really wanted to start making relationships with his, with his grandparent, like my, my parents, my dad, especially. And, uh, he started asking me questions that I wasn't able to give him the answer to. And then that was when I was just like, okay, now, uh, it's, it forces me, like, I have to be there for him. And now I can't wallow in my own, like, Oh, what if this, what if that, you know, it's like, we can, what if ourselves to nothing, like, it's just, look at it in a different way, you know, instead of just seeing it as like, I'm stuck with this, like, how amazing is it that I get to do this and I can experience even more and I can do like, I can do more, I can be more. And, you know, I mean, on top of that, like I was able to get my finances straightened out at an early age, like who knows what it would have happened. Like, I mean, <laughs> if I went down to San Francisco, I would be partying a lot. I would be, I wouldn't have like, you know, I just would have been directionless. I know that for a fact. So what did it take a long time? You were, you were in your 20, like early 20s, you know, 18, having a baby in your early 20s. I mean, we all know that the 20s are fucking hard years. You know, you're figuring out who you are, what you want to do, who, who you want to be, or there's just something you're losing friends, even naturally, even if you didn't have any, if you, if you didn't have a baby, like the friends just your friend group changes everything changes in your 20s yeah. and to have to do that on top of like uh having to take care of another human and you know make decisions for another human and then like but and then make bigger ones for yourself you know you could have definitely chose a life to you know okay uh of not like you said like having a choice you know being conscious of what is happening and being like do I want to sit and like look bad at you know have this view of this is horrible. My life sucks, you know, whatever, or no, this is amazing. I have another human being in my life. I love so much. They love me where I'm going to make our own family and, you know, create things. Um, cause in a way you are, you are being creative. You're a creative person, you know, so you're creating a life, um, for you and your son. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, but within all of that, like through that journey, I also, started to look at the relationships I had around me differently too. You know, I mean, it's, I, and that took me a while, honestly, that took me the longest because I'm, I'm such a loyal person. Like loyalty is, um, you know, really important to me. And, you know, I've talked about that <laughs> with you, Megan, like, uh, my core values, like loyalty is really high. So the hard part for me is that I would hang on to relationships because I had history with them, not because 
they made me feel good about myself or I felt, or I felt good about myself when I was around them. And I didn't, it took me a long time to get to that place where I'm like, it should be a very black and white answer. Like, do I feel good about myself when I'm with this person? And if the answer is no, you really need to reevaluate whether or not that person needs to be in your life or not. And it's, it's that simple, but it's that complicated at the same time. <laughs> but I think it's yeah. easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard to do. Okay, bye. <laughs> I gotta go forever. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> and Roja, I was wondering if you remember like when these messages started to like actually really break through for you, because I'm just thinking of 18 years old, like Raina said that so young, it's a really overwhelming situation. And so this is like, you know, gradual learning that you're like lots of lessons you're taking in, making sense of it. But do you like remember like the first moment that, that like this new way of thinking about how to be started to actually break through all of the noise and all of the stress that must've been around you? I had this one moment that really changed the way that I saw things. And it's really sad, the story, but it really changed my perspective or my perception on like just the way things look from the outside versus inside. I had a client who was an Abercrombie model and he was getting booked all these gigs left and right. He was still in high school and his agent would book his hair appointments with me uh, before his, his shoots. He had this like beach boy look about him and so we were doing like these frosted tips on him, oh my God. <laughs> giving him guy lights. Um, oh God. So he would come in. He was just one of those kids that I really, I, I had nothing in common with him. You know, um, I thought I felt like he was conceited, cocky, stuck up, just all the things, check all the boxes. I didn't really enjoy having him in my chair, but it was just one of those things where I was like, well, this is just part of the job. You don't have to love everyone. And there was a a time that he didn't show up to one of his appointments. And I assumed because I didn't take the time to really get to know him. And I put him in this category that this is, this, this is who he is. I just assumed that he was being flaky and just decided not to come in for his appointment. So I was really irritated about that because obviously when you're in the service industry and someone doesn't show up, you don't make money. (laughs) You're just standing around making $0. So I was irritated with him. Second appointment rolls around. He doesn't show up. And so I go to the front desk and I tell them, I don't want to see this guy. Like if this guy calls to make an appointment, I don't want him to make an appointment on my books anymore. Um, I've just, you know, I was so upset that he, how could he not show up for his appointment? You know, I was just very upset. And all I could think about was myself and how inconvenienced I was. And then shortly after that happened, I had a woman come in to see me and she asked me if I could, if I had a few moments to just style her hair a little bit nicer when I was done doing her hair. And I said, sure. Yeah. And I said, do you want me to put it up for you? Or do you want me to do curls? She said, maybe put it up, but you know, just like something a little bit nicer. And I just said, sure. And I said, what, what is your, do you have like a special occasion? What's going on tonight? She said, well, I have 
I mean, it's kind of sad, but I, I have a funeral I'm going to. And, um, you know, she goes, oh gosh, you know him. She said he's, and she said his name and all the blood rushed out of me. I was just horrified. It was this kid, this, this 18 year old Abercrombie model that I made my own judgmental opinions of him and just assumed that he wasn't showing up to his appointments. Uh, and, and that really stuck. It's, it stuck me. It stuck with me. It struck me. And so after that happened, I had a very different view. Like everyone has something going on in their lives. Everyone's lives are just as important as the other. Even if they come across cocky, conceited, they still have their own insecurities. They still have their own fears. They still have their own. So it's just like, it started this whole understanding that we're all, and you know, we're all going through our own things and yeah. you should never make assumptions about something. And just because he's not showing up for his appointment doesn't mean that my time is more valuable than his. And so it just made me feel differently about the way I treated other people, the way I felt about other people. And I felt awful that I made assumptions before I even found the facts. The worst part is that I had the front desk call and leave a voicemail on his parents' phone that, you know, he hasn't shown up for his appointment and Ambrosia's not gonna be able to see him anymore. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's just like, so, you know, and of course I didn't know. And how could I have known? But it's also just one of those things. It's like, ha just be human, be real, be conscious of your decisions and like understand that what you do affects other people and understand that your judgment of other people affects other people too. And that other person, like when you're judging someone, you're, you're affecting yourself more than any, anything. Like you're the one that has to go to bed with those thoughts. You're the one that has to like be stuck with that feeling, that icky feeling. And you're the one who's like creating that. So it really made, made, made me change my perspective of a lot of things. And it made me feel differently in my responsibilities toward my actions and my own thoughts too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, I have like a saying of like, you can learn a lot about somebody or know a lot about by, of, of somebody by how they choose or what they choose to see in you, you know? So um, being able to be conscious of your own thoughts and your own judgments on somebody and also then reflect that back to yourself, like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like, um, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just continue to judge and that makes them feel better, you know? And it says a lot when you're like, holy shit, I don't want to be like that. Cause it's true. So many people are going through so much shit. You, you we, we have no idea, you know? And I love, I mean, I just, I'm always like, be kind, like be kind others you have no idea what the fuck they're going through you know at any time um and a lot of people still need to learn that you know it's crazy how many people are still out there that continue to like be horrible and mean human beings and it, it just says a lot about themselves obviously i can see right through that shit like you know even though you thought he was conceited or cocky you know obviously that's just a front that you know, people put on because they're so insecure about themselves or there's something going on underneath that anger too, secondary emotion. You know, there's something always going on underneath that, which is always like hurt most, you know, more than anything. Um, so to be able to just recognize that about yourself is uh, so transitional, um, and a transitional way of thinking and then like letting other people in 
And then also helping other people too, which is one of the things that you do so well in um, teaching and training. I remember you telling me, you know, yes, you're my hairstylist and you're fucking amazing at what you do, but your goal was education, you know, to help others through what you have learned. And that's, that's just another like step, you know, you just keep going. You're like the Energizer Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Because talk about um, your education and your training and coaching and what led you there. Uh, So I have worked with an assistant, uh, an apprentice in the salon for many, many years. And initially when I started getting busier behind the chair and I just needed someone, an extra set of hands, I, I think initially I was like, oh, great. I have someone to help me now. And so I kind of viewed it that way, like, oh, someone's here to help me. That's great. But the thing about it is that if you also have a responsibility to pass your knowledge on to that person, and that's where the shift can happen, where you can take something from like great to amazing. Um, And the reason why I'm saying this is that if you are ever in a position to mentor someone, give it your all and put your entire heart and soul into it because it will always come back tenfold to you. And what I mean by that is that they're not going to like, just like give you their firstborn or whatever, like flourish you with presents and everything, but it's, um, or give you all these accolades. But if one of those things is that you will learn by teaching them and you will also grow when you're teaching and it's like, you get to remember I was saying earlier, you get to graduate to another level. You get to graduate to another place when you start passing your knowledge on to other people it's like, that is almost like your own graduation ceremony that says like, you are now at a place where you get to pass a baton to someone else and they get to kind of like start developing and growing and mastering this. And then, and now you get to move on and help other people out and get them to that place as well. And so it it creates like a different type of responsibility. And that's really where that whole inner community comes from like, we always use the word community and like kindness and like whatever. It's like these words, it's like, well, what do all these words actually mean? Community actually does happen when you take responsibility upon yourself to really start making movement happen. And you make it about other people understanding, learning, growing, all that stuff. And so through mentoring and just being able to help others get to their goals faster or to even realize what their goals are it it creates an uh self-fulfillment in a way that I feel like I, I wasn't able to do for myself you know and so I do feel like that was my purpose on this planet I feel like I was really truly put here to help people figure out and I and that's actually what they say like what's the difference between a boss and an entrepreneur like uh you know a entrepreneur is somebody who's able to problem solve and find uh a way to, um, you know, like you see a, you see something and that others are not able to see, or you're able to help people grow in ways that they can't help themselves grow. So it's almost like you're a cheerleader a little bit. And I think I mentioned to you guys, when we first started talking, uh, before we like started recording, one of the things that I've learned about like being an owner of a business is it's very different than what you think it's going to be initially. So and, and obviously like, I don't know what everyone's assumptions are, but I can, I can say for sure what my assumptions were. 
I thought that being my own boss meant that I got to create my own hours, that I got to do everything the way I wanted to do it, that I got to call the shots and that people were just going to come work for me. And I also thought that I was going to make more money. (laughs) No, did any of those things turn out to be true? All four of those things are not at all the way that that looks, but here's the thing. When you decide to take on ownership, you have two bosses. Boss one is like the clients that actually bring the money in. And boss two are the people that work for you because if they're not happy, they'll leave you. Like they have to, you have to make them feel empowered, inspired, all that stuff. So So two bosses. The second part of that is if I, you know, making money is if you want to make money, then you've got to be work for your, like work, be a workhorse and work for someone else and let them pay you. And you just show up, like you show up, you do the job, you make the money when you're doing all the other stuff and you're spinning like 10 plates and you're wearing like five hats, then you you don't just show up and work and then leave. You have to do stuff that like leads up to like everything opening. And then you're there for the clients or the staff. And then when they go home, then you have to like get the paperwork done, all the other things that go on the back end to make sure that they are taken care of and supported and everything. So, and on top of that, to be a lucrative business, you have to make sure that you're putting money back into that business in order for it to keep operating, running, growing, all that stuff too. So, um, and not only that, the one thing, the biggest thing that I learned, I've learned is that even if you're like a million dollar business, a multi-million dollar business, that doesn't mean that the owner's making a million or multi-million dollars. It's like oftentimes like the margin, when you actually start like seeing where, where, you know, the profits are, like if we're talking about a million dollar salon, you're lucky if your profit is sitting like between 24 and $30,000. So there's not a huge profit margin in a lot of small businesses, most small businesses, you're not going to see a high turn in your profit. So yeah, those are things that I've learned. And I love being able to help other people understand that before they make those decisions, because there's a why behind it rather than being like, yeah, well, you know, there's, there's just the way that it looks. And then there's the responsibilities that go with the way that it looks and then just making an educated decision. I mean, I'm so glad that you brought all of that up because there is a lot that goes into owning and running a business that goes into entrepreneurship that we just don't talk about, especially when it comes to like the financial side, because money is like a hugely taboo topic for a lot of people anyway. Um, and then you're trying, you know, trying to sort all that stuff out to start a business. It gets really fucking confusing. And a lot of people who are successful won't talk about how hard it is because there's this need to like project the like Instagram image, right? Like the social media successful mogul image that's just not real. So I just appreciate your like realness and your honesty with like, the money. What with the money part? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I own two small businesses. It's fucking really hard work. Um, there's not a lot of like transparency or honesty in talking about that kind of stuff. What makes well, I question? So you just were mentioning the why behind it because you were, and maybe you still are, but you had a whole thing of 
the salon that you were at before, like being a six figure hairstylist, right? Like you, you, it was a very lucrative uh, business for you. Just, I mean, not just being a hairstylist, but you didn't own any, you didn't own a, you owned a chair, but you didn't own your own business, you know? So what made you want to do this? When I realized that I hit a ceiling and that there were no, there was nothing else that I could grow into, um, you know, I, I pitched to the salon owner, all these different responsibilities I could have. I wanted to head up the education department. Um, I had, they gave me like a little bit, but then they really um, limited what I could teach and how I could teach. And they were just like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You know, they just, it was like red tape everywhere. Like I just was really boxed in. So, um, you know, when I had an opportunity to start traveling to teach in other salons and I was told, no, you can't do that. And the reason that I was given is that everything that you know we taught you. Oh, I know. Wow. And that <laughs> that's like is the opposite of what that's we were my why. About. Yeah. Because here's the yeah. thing, like the things that you know and do are your intellectual property and no one gets to take that away from you. And mm -hmm. so when I realized that I could not grow there anymore, my why became about that. I wanted to pass my knowledge on to everyone that I possibly could while mm -hmm. I felt passionate about doing it. And I wanted to make other people better than me because I wanted to continue to grow into a place that I had no idea where I could go. Like yeah. I wanted to yeah. know the unknown because I already knew where I, I'd like, I'd been doing what I was doing and I knew what that looked like on the other end. What the thread in your story is that like, yeah, like you had to overcome some challenges, had to overcome some negative narratives about yourself. But once you've got it dialed in, it's like, you're so clear about what you value and what's important to you, that that is your compass for making decisions versus like chasing some dollar amount in your head that you think you have to, to have. And it seems like that's, what's really facilitated so much like abundance in your life in like every sense of the word, not just financial. The other piece that this other salon taught me that actually was a really great lesson for me is they had these benchmark indicators that they really were focusing on and they wanted everyone to kind of fit within this like beautiful box of indicators. Right. And they were like, if you do these th four things, then you get that gold star and then you'll get a, a raise, you know? And so everyone was like trying to get that, trying to get that. And the problem is that, you know, some people are going to excel in certain areas and there are certain areas that they're just going to really struggle in. And what I have a hard time with is that we live like, that's very corporate mentality. You know, like you have to, make us more money. Right. But the thing is, it's like, you can make more money if you just focus on the things that you're really good at. And that was, that was their fail. That was their miss. And that was my learning opportunity. And that was something that I really wanted to focus on is like, empower people around you. If they are good at something, do, do that, do that a lot, like do it all the time and you will do well and you'll make money and you'll love doing it. And you'll surround you'll invite more people that love it too. And it's just like, it, you'll grow and you'll do well. But if you constantly tell them like, you're not doing this and I know that you don't like it. And I know that you're not good at it, but you need to focus on that. And when you do then come back to me, that's a lose, lose situation. The business is not going to make money and the employee is going to feel like 
I can't win. I'm a failure. I suck, you know? And it's just like, that is, that to me is, that's where we need to change things. That's where I think a lot of smaller businesses are shifting. That's a reason why small business has grown like what, 188% in the U S and they will continue to grow. And they're going to, we're going to continue to have more solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. Like people are getting to a place now where they're just like, I don't subscribe to that anymore. Like we're, we're done with that system. And so things have to change and it's time we're past time. And I love being a part of that shift. And it's like, we, we need to look at things differently. We need to stop hoarding information and thinking that we know something that's a secret and surround yourself by, by people that make you feel good about yourself. Like if you could just do anything, do that. Surround yourself with people yeah. that make you feel good about yourself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we love it. Yes. Well, I think what is so amazing about all of this is, is it not, it's not um, just, it's just a job. You know, I'm just going to do my job. You know, like this is a life, like it's a lifestyle. It's a personal and that's what I love about small businesses. Well, if you have that mentality is like you do break it down. You are personal about things and your intentions. It's not just about money and going to a job. It's like, let's get to know my, let's get to know people, you know, get to know what your strengths and your weaknesses are and what you're good at and what not good at. And why I won't put you in that and doing that, you know, um, but it's so much what I'm learning from you is it's not, it's not just a job to you, you know? And it's, uh, it's like your life and you're, it's, um, it's again, you're very creative and here you are creating, you're creating and creating this all, everything that you see is, was literally a, a figment of your imagination. And it's just, I love like seeing it all like play out, you know, and then you, the ripple effect of all these people walking around with like, I learned this from a- Ambrosia, you know, or, you know, and it's in, doesn't even necessarily have to be like a hairstyle te- technique, but like a life lesson, a fucking business lesson, a fuck a- anything, you know, you're like a mentor on all levels. And I think that's amazing because a lot of people may focus just on one thing, like how to grow business, but what you know, a secret is <laughs> it's all in yourself. Like it all starts within yourself, you know? That's where it's at. Like you're abundant already within yourself and it comes from here. You give it out here. It doesn't come into you. You give it out and you know, you open yourself oh, up. Thank you. Thanks. No. Yeah. I, I just, I feel very fortunate. I do. I feel, I feel very lucky that I have, I mean, I've come across a lot of people that don't, that do have lots of hardships. So I can't pretend that that's, it's just about a choice. There, there are other things in life that can keep us away from, it can't just be a choice. It also has to be, um, you know, circumstantial too. Like we, but, but a lot of it is by choice. I mean, we have to make a decision to show up differently. We have to make a decision to surround ourselves by different people. Um, you know, if we're, if there's constant turmoil in our lives, we have to look at that and evaluate how can we get ourselves away from that, you know? And so I feel like that's the bigger lesson because no matter what accomplishments or things that might happen to you, it's all a direct reflection of the choices that you're internally making too. So 
that that's the biggest thing that, that that's the biggest lesson for me that I can pass on. And I know it sounds very arbitrary because everyone has their own lesson, but I feel like that's the one thing that I was able to get out of learning, being a, being a mom, being a single parent, being a teen mom, you know, learning all those lessons by teaching, you know, my kids, I have two, both of my kids is that you have to make different choices if you want different results. And sometimes it's not the easy choice. Sometimes it means that you might have to alienate yourself for a little while until the right opportunities, the right people come along too. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with being alone. Um, But by being alone, you also learn to love yourself differently too. And so it's, there's always like something good that can come out of the hardships that we choose to, to do it. If we're, if we're, able to, or we allow ourselves to do it. And so, and I realize that not everyone has the capability to do that. And not everyone is made to do the same things either. I mean, like we all contribute in a very, very different way. I mean, some of us are major nurturers and we need those people. We need nurturers because that you know, feels, fills us up and feels our souls too. And some, not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot of work. And it's also something that you have to want and you have to love. It's gotta be both. You can't do one or the other. You have to love it and want it. And, um, you have to show up for it even when you don't, even when you're tired or you don't want to, um, and you don't always want to. And so, and that's the truth behind it. When people are like, I love my job and I can't wait to be there every day. And like, they're full of shit. I don't care who says that. It's not true. It's just simply not true. Yeah. So like, we have to be a little bit more realistic about it and honest with it too. Totally. But yes, we appreciate your honesty. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you fucking don't love it. You're full of shit. (laughs) Yeah. You're full of shit. I mean, not every day, you know I mean? No. It's like, you don't love everything every day. But <laughs> keeping up that facade and like chasing the fake ideas really just keeps you treading water. Yeah. You know, it keeps, it's actually like what keeps a lot of people miserable. I think when you're trying to like keep up with some idea that you're projecting out versus just being real about what's good, what's bad, what are you struggling with? How, how are you working to change your mindset? How are you working to improve? Like that's where growth happens versus just like treading miserable water every day and totally. trying to pretend yeah. that you're happy. We don't pretend here. Yeah. We don't do any pretending. Yeah. I mean, um, we are pretty happy lots of the time, but we work fucking hard for it. Yeah. I mean, Yes. I'm like, speak for yourself. <laughs> just kidding. I'm, <laughs> just kidding. She comes and goes. Um, <laughs> no, but I think what you said, too, I mean, about a, ch- a choice, you know, I think a major thing that happened to you when you were younger, um, well, actually, you happened was changing your perspective, changing your lens, because that is also a choice. Once you realize you have that choice to change the way you see things, the things you see change, you know, the fucking quote, um, (laughs) because it's so true because, you know, whatever circumstance you may be in, we all seen it's a wonderful life, you know, I mean, it's a fucked up movie, (laughs) another fucked up Christmas movie, but you know, like they were in a fucked up situation and he changed the perspective and lens and, you know, made it, you know, wonderful, whatever, a wonderful life, even though it's so fucking sad, (laughs) Um, but that's... (laughs) That movie is so fun. It's so messed up. Um, 
Um, but it's all about changing your perspective, yeah. you know, and seeing things as an opportunity instead of a, you know, as a, a, a and a challenge and, and a learning opportunity instead of seeing as a problem, something that needs to be yeah. fixed, you know, it's a learning opportunity. So, um, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Definitely learned a lot. Yes. Thank you for having me, you guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, um, Ambrosia, where can people find you? Where do you want people to find you online? (laughs) Um, you can find me, um, either on Instagram at Ambrosia carry or, um, my website also ambrosiacarry.com. Those are the two best places to get a hold of me, or you know, if you want to continue on this conversation, uh, especially for coaching purposes. You know, I mean, that is something that I absolutely love doing. And with Successful Stylist Academy, we've been really we're working on growing. I've got some pretty lofty goals by the end of the year. Um, we're bringing in some other education and um, other experiences, just like Megan, like having having guests that really just, uh, you know, they have, um, they can bring like a different, um, area of expertise too, has been really, really exciting. So yeah, those are the two best places to find me. Yay. Awesome. Is there anything that we missed today that you're like, I really want people to like know this about me, about my story or just any, Pearl of wisdom. I feel like this whole episode was like pearls yeah. of wisdom. <laughs> but, That's so great. Um, you got a whole pearl necklace here. Anything- <laughs> 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 well, I, I think basically the gist of it, guys, is even though, um, you know, it was like this rah, rah pep talk, like all this good stuff, you know, um, I, like I've said, I did mention that I recognize that not everyone can make those decisions as easily, or there are circumstances that could surround somebody's life, or they're not in a place where they can make those choices. Like not everyone can. So, um, you know, the one thing that I want to just leave people with is just, you know, if you make small steps and at least surround yourself by people that support that, and really evaluate how you're feeling, you know, just check in with yourself a lot. And, um, you know, just try to open up your day with like intention and thought, and then close your day with intention and thought, because that's the one and only thing that you get to enter and exit this world with is like with yourself. So yeah, I mean, I I really do. I believe in that. And so I've seen it change people and the outcomes that they get to have in their lives. I've seen, I've firsthand, I've experienced it, you know, and I get to watch it time and again. And I have a teenager right now and I'm watching all the hardships that she's going through. And I know she's not ready for it yet. And that's the thing is like, you have to be ready for it. And if you're not, it's okay. Like it, you don't like, there's nothing wrong with you if you don't operate that way or it doesn't stick with you either. Right. Yeah. Timing is, I I feel like divine timing, like timing is everything. Like you'll know, like the universe will make you so uncomfortable that it'll fuck like rock your world sometimes, but then that you get to learn or you grow from that, you know? Um, but yeah, I feel, thank you for sharing that. Um, cause it, cause it is true. Some people just aren't ready yet and they think they are, but they're not, you know what I mean? And, but 
circumstances will show you that it's not ready, but you don't have to, you can still choose to come into this world. I love that because I feel like I leave the world every night when I go to sleep and go into La La Land somewhere else. We all meet in some other reality. (laughs) In the astral. In the astrals, as I said. Like on the astral plane. Yeah, so we all meet out there somewhere in our dreams. But then, yeah, we come back into this world every morning, I feel like, you know. Abraham Hicks, good morning. It's a good day. It's a really good day. Um, so I've been listening to her way too much. Um, but um, we could go on forever here, people. Yeah, we should probably let you go, Ambrosia. But thank you again so much for all of your yes. insight and your realness. And especially what you just said at, the, at like that last little piece about like people can do this when they're ready. So just like. Pay attention. Mm-hmm. Notice when you're ready. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It. Thank you. Step into it. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Have yeah. A good night. You too. Bye.